This podcast is brought to you by VinZero. VinZero pioneers solutions and services to the AEC and manufacturing industries to support net zero targets. Visit VinZero.com to learn more about how organisations design, build and solve through digitalisation. From VinZero to you, welcome to our Think Future podcast series. Each week, we'll share conversations with industry leaders from around the world to find out how they're thinking future. Subscribe to VinZero Think Future for access to more episodes, interviews and profiles. Claire Tubulitz is CEO at SmartCrete CRC with extensive experience in collaborative roles in government, university and industry, including grants management, research and CRC operations. Claire has worked with the CRC ecosystem as an industry and research participant, CRC manager and government program manager. She's an agile practitioner, passionate about unlocking the collaborative potential by bringing together world-leading research and industry specialists to solve real-world problems. Welcome to the program, Claire. Thanks so much, Anthea. I'm really pleased to be here with you. Claire, can you share with us a snapshot of SmartCrete CRC and the work you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So the Cooperative Research Centre space is really fascinating. I'm sure you're aware that Australia has incredible research facilities and incredible research minds. So we really consistently knock it out of the park in terms of our rankings from a research perspective. In fact, right now we're ranked about 10th globally for our research outputs. Where we don't do quite so well as a nation is looking at how we actually utilise the output of research in industry. So capturing those really fantastic commercial opportunities opportunities from the new ideas which come out of our research sector. And that's really why the CRC program exists. We're here to co-invest with industry in research projects which are delivered by our university network in Australia to achieve really exciting industry impact. And so each CRC has a slightly different focus. And here at SmartCrete CRC, we are all about smart concrete, which is actually fascinating. So we're here looking at new ways to create new concrete mixes with really innovative new supplementary cementitious materials, new innovative additives, but then also new ways to use that concrete. So new design processes, new ways of building our buildings so that they function in really different and really innovative ways. And then finally, the asset management piece as well. So how are we actually tracking the way that we use our concrete infrastructure to get the best use out of it and prolong its life cycle? So really fascinating research that's being undertaken. So SmartCrete essentially focuses on three key research areas. What are they and can you break them down for us? Yeah, so we have three research programs that we look into here at SmartCrete, which really helps us to focus our research investments to get the best in- impact for, for industry. So the first one is looking at sustainable concrete mixes. So really thinking about how do we potentially replace the cement in concrete to get a much more sustainable mix overall and help us to achieve some of our carbon targets as a nation. The second one then thinks about how we use that concrete. So looking at optimal structure structural design um, to potentially, again, reduce the amount of cement and concrete that we need, but to optimise and maximise the use of those structures and the structural integrity 
And then the third one is about how we actually use assets um, over their life cycle. So it's called asset management. And what we're thinking about there is optimizing the use of that concrete infrastructure. So that might be bridges, it might be roads, it might be the buildings that we're sitting in right now. So what we're thinking about in asset management is how we use concrete infrastructure, but also how we prolong the life of concrete infrastructure. Because obviously, if we don't have to replace that infrastructure quite as frequently, it also means we can use less concrete overall. And concrete certainly is one of the most widely used building materials. Let's just talk statistics. It really is. Yes, you'd be surprised how much concrete we use in the world. Um, So concrete is the second most used material in the world after water. So in Australia, we use about 29,000 cubic metres of concrete per year. So that's about 2.4 tonnes of concrete per person. So it's an absolutely huge amount of concrete. So you won't be surprised to hear that actually globally, concrete makes up 8% of global emissions. So it's a really, really big problem area for us to tackle, particularly when you consider what a critical building material concrete is. It's really quite literally the foundation of our built environment. And so it's definitely not just about environmental disposal and getting rid of the concrete, it's also about repurposing. So can you provide an example that will help our listeners understand the role of repurposing in uh, addressing the emissions of concrete? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this really beautifully talks to our second research program, which is really around that, you know, engineered solutions. So how do we design our buildings in ways that help us enhance the sustainability? Um, So I think absolutely one of my favourite examples is Key Quarter Tower, which was recently constructed in Circular Key in Sydney. So Key Quarter Tower used a new concept called relifing. It's it's very new globally, but the idea was instead of pulling down the existing tower that was on the site and then building a new tower, what they did was they took off some of the outer facing of the existing building and then essentially re-skinned around the outside of the building. And by doing that, they were able to save 68% of the original structure in Keekwater Tower, which was a huge saving in terms of the volume of concrete and the sustainability of the building overall. So I think there are a lot of ways that we can rethink the way that we use our existing concrete infrastructure so that we don't need to use quite so much concrete going forward. There are some really interesting research questions which crop up when we do that. So things like how do you put a new concrete wall next to an old concrete wall? Concrete can be quite plastic for the first, you know, 28 or so days um, when it's constructed. And so the way that those two pieces of concrete might operate next to each other, there's a lot of research questions and a lot of engineering that goes behind the way that that was done. But I think Keekwater Tower is such a beautiful example of what can can be done if we come at a project with a whole sustainability mindset. So let's just talk a little bit more about sustainable materials and the work that's been undergone in that regard. So concrete is made up of three materials. It's made up of cement, which is what we all know. It's a grey powder that you buy in Bunnings. It's made up of aggregates, which is sand and crushed gravel and rocks. And then it's made up of water. And so the cement in that mix is essentially the glue that holds the aggregates together. So creates that real strength and fortitude in the concrete material. And so cement is the real problem in concrete. Cement is where all the process emissions come from. And that's because of two reasons. So cement is made out of limestone, which is then burned in a kiln at 
very high temperatures, so 1,400 degrees, and you can't actually achieve those temperatures at the moment through electrification. So it means that we have to burn fossil fuels in order to achieve those temperatures to be able to burn the limestone, which then turns into clinker and then is broken down into cement. So first of all, you're creating emissions through the process of creating those temperatures. But second of all, the actual chemical reaction that that limestone goes through in order to become clinker also releases huge volumes of carbon dioxide in that chemical process. And so the creation of cement is a highly carbon intensive process. And so when we're thinking about new concrete materials, um, new concrete mixes, what we're really looking to do there is replace the cement component with something which is far lower in terms of the embodied carbon. And so You've probably heard quite a lot about things like fly ash and slag, which are industrial byproducts from the steel and aluminium processing industry. And that's a really great option for cement because the embodied carbon has come from a different industrial process. The challenge there is as we start to reduce the amount of processing we do in steel and aluminium, as we start to reduce the amount of coal fire that we put into our power plants, we start to lose access to those supplementary cementitious materials. And so we need to start thinking differently about the types of supplementary cementitious materials that we can mix into our concrete to replace the cement. So Smartcrete is looking into a range of different options there. Um, We're looking at geopolymers, so lots of opportunities to bring in other waste products, including plastics, including all sorts of things which come from other industrial waste products. In fact, latex paint is another one that we're looking into as a possible additive into a concrete product. But then also looking at other natural alternatives as well. So limestone is not the only rock that can be used to create cement. Um, There are other rocks that we can look into there as well. And a big one that we're looking into at the moment is actually um, pozzolan clay. Um, So clay is found in many Australian soils and might actually be a really fantastic alternative to cement. So in terms of the role of CRC for asset management, many people may not necessarily link concrete and concrete management to the management of the asset, but IOT is changing all that, isn't it? It really is, yes. There's been a huge wave of new sensing devices which are helping us to understand how our concrete infrastructure is being used and where there might be some fault points that we can pick up really early and then fix really early and hopefully prolong the life of that concrete infrastructure. So we're actually doing a really cool project at the moment with Sydney Water and Macquarie University. So Sydney Water has an extensive network of sewer infrastructure which is all made out of concrete and actually, interestingly, some of that concrete infrastructure was buried about 100 years ago. So it's a really old and very mature sewer environment. And what we need to make sure is that we protect that really critical infrastructure. I mean, I think you can probably think how catastrophic it would be if we had a failure of that system. It's also very costly for them to do maintenance in the sewer system. So at the moment, what they need to do is they need to send uh, maintenance workers down into the sewer system in little boats to actually go and visually inspect the health of the concrete pipes. 
But what we're doing in collaboration with Macquarie University is we're creating photonic sensing. Um, so we're looking at little fiber optic cables, which can be embedded into what are called concrete coupons. So you could sort of imagine that this concrete coupon is a little bit like a concrete canary that goes down into the sewer system. And what we look at through that concrete coupon with the fiber optic sensor embedded inside the coupon is we look at the degradation rate of that concrete coupon. And from that, we get to analyze what the degradation rate of the potential sewer system around that might be. And so really what that means is we can reduce the amount that maintenance workers need to go down into those sewer systems, which is a huge reduction in cost, but it's actually a massive increase in safety as well. So we're really looking at how do we use sensing and IoT in innovative new ways to help us prolong the life of our concrete infrastructure. Are you looking for a digitalisation and net zero partner to help you achieve your goals? Join the thousands of AEC and manufacturing customers globally who have turned to VinZero to start their journey toward a net zero future. With 32 offices around the world, VinZero can connect you to the right technologies and workflow processes so you can maintain your competitive position and increase profitability. VinZero has an industry expert to help you navigate the best pathway forward wherever you are on your digitalization and net zero journey. Visit binzero.com to find out more. And is there anything specific you're doing in relation to research around improving degradation of concrete? Yes, it's a really interesting area. So you may have heard of concrete cancer or you may have heard of alkali silicate reactions. Um, so the breaking down of concrete is a really big issue in terms of the prolonged life of any concrete infrastructure. So we're looking into lots of really innovative ways that we might be able to help um, rehabilitate concrete that might be degrading. So one of the ways is we're looking at advanced linings for concrete pipes, for example. Um, so looking at different ways that we might be able to create microbial protection. You know, a sewer system, for example, has quite a lot of um, sulfur gas in it that can degrade the concrete very quickly. So thinking about how we might line those pipes so that they're a little bit more protected. But we're also looking into some of the really interesting mechanisms behind things like self-healing concrete. So how do you create a chemical reaction which allows any of the cement which might not have been fully mixed into the concrete to actually reactivate and, and heal any of those cracks. So there are a lot of really fascinating ways that we can look into the actual maintenance of any concrete which is starting to degrade. Let's talk about some of the partners that are working with CRC on some of these exciting initiatives. Yeah, we've got a really diverse network of partners and we're very open to hearing from anyone who wants to come and join the network. So we work right across the cement and concrete ecosystem, starting with the cement producers themselves. There are several key cement producers in Australia that we have the benefit of working with, all the way through to the asset owners. So Transport for New South Wales, for example, owns a huge amount of road infrastructure in New South Wales. Similarly, Queensland Transport and Main Roads. In fact, there's a whole network 
network of uh, infrastructure owners around Australia in the roads, water, um, and then the built environment space as well. And then we're working with everyone in between. So architects, engineers, um, and then uh, people who are just using the infrastructure as well. We really see that our drive towards net zero has to be collaborative. When you think about net zero from the perspective of scope one, scope two, and scope three, the only way as a nation that we're going to be able to achieve our targets against the Paris Agreement is if we all take accountability for scope three emissions. So at SmartCrete, we really try to engage the entire ecosystem so that everyone can play a role in our net zero pathway. So how do you unlock the collaborative potential between your partners? Yeah, it's a really great question. And really what we're doing in terms of that collaborative potential is putting all of those fantastic industry participants together with research participants. And so that can be a little challenging because obviously they've got quite different objectives, quite different motivations for participating. I think generally we're all striving for, you know, great sustainability outcomes for the sector, but the way that we achieve it can be slightly different. So I guess the first thing to note is really what we invest in in terms of research. I really see that research exists on a continuum or innovation, I should say, exists on a continuum. So on the one hand, you have the kind of pure science that exists within the university environment, which is very horizontal, very kind of discovery in nature. And as a CRC, we don't invest in that. There's a great program called the Australian Research Council, which invests in that pure science. That's a really fantastic thing for Australia, but that's not what a CRC does. But similarly, when you think about the other side of the research or innovation continuum, you have the innovation which occurs within a business and generally within the context of having sunk cost in facilities, sunk cost in the people that you employ, in your supply chains. And so typically speaking, innovation which occurs in businesses is usually driven towards optimization of um, optimal efficiency. It's driving that kind of incremental improvement rather than radical innovative transformation. So we kind of exist as a CRC in between those two sides of the innovation continuum. So what we invest in is not incremental improvement. It's not pure science. It's really the meeting of those two. It's really the applied science. So it's about thinking what new knowledge is going to drive us forward as an industry that we can really look at from a research perspective, but that has very clear impact pathways. So we've got an industry partner that's really asking for that new knowledge to be generated for the benefit of creating commercial value. So that's really how we try to focus our industry and research partners on the collaborative effort. It's how do they both bring their lenses to create real impact through collaborative effort. And what do you think the biggest opportunities are for partners that choose to work with CRC in that way? Well, really, the opportunities are infinite. If you can come at a CRC thinking, you know, I really am open to new knowledge. I really am open to a new way of thinking, a new way of designing my product or implementing my product. It's absolutely infinite. The great thing about coming and working with a CRC is we can give you access to Australia's entire research network. So rather than just hiring a single expert um, who might have a very clear focus in one area and very deep expertise in one area, 
area, we can expose you to the huge multidisciplinary research community where you might get little snippets of engineering science, of business science, of sensor science, data science, and we can bring those all together into an amazing multidisciplinary um, melting pot to create radical new innovation to help businesses move forward. So I think this is a really exciting space to play in. The facilities and the minds that are available inside Australia's universities are incredible and we can help businesses to access that not only by providing funding, which of course is very important, but also by supporting that collaborative effort. So helping those conversations, helping to set really clear objectives and milestones that we're all moving forward together with, and then helping to celebrate the success as well. We're very much on the journey with our partners. How do partners typically identify whether there's a fit for them with CRC or how do they find you? Well, there are a couple of ways they can find us. Uh, the best way to find SmartCrete is on our website, which is smartcretecrc.com.au. Um, but actually, there's a really fantastic network of CRCs, which is called Cooperative Research Australia. And I would highly recommend people take a look at their website. There are currently about 35 active CRCs. We all operate in a slightly different field. So just within the built environment, um, there is the Hilt CRC, which is about high energy, low carbon transition. There's the Race for 2030 CRC, which is looking at that renewable energy transition. There's Building 4.0, which is looking at how we use our built environment. And of course, there's SmartCrete sitting there looking at how we use our concrete products in the best way possible. So there's a huge range of different CRCs, which might be able to help businesses to tap into different parts of the research community. So I'd highly recommend anyone interested in participating in a CRC has a look at Cooperative Research Australia. When you think about concrete, what, what do you think is holding industry back in your opinion and how do we work together to change that? Yeah, it's a fascinating question. Look, there's a couple of things. Number one, it is a very mature industry. Concrete has been around since the dawn of mankind. You know, we've always used some form of liquid rock to build our built environments. Um, and so it is generally seen as a highly set um, and not very innovative product. And I think that mindset can be uh, a real challenge to overcome. But I think more now in this environment where we're looking at uh, net zero, there can be a real problem about polarisation and vilification of different industries based on how much they emit. Um, concrete in particular, concrete is a critical building material. And as we start to think about things like renewable transition and really increasing our renewable energy capacity in Australia, we actually need more concrete to be able to build the wind turbines, to be able to build the hydro power plants. So we need to be thinking about how do we sustainably access this really critical building material to move forward? And there can be a real challenge when you look at that through the lens of something like the safeguard mechanism, which is penalising many companies, but our concrete companies as well, as being high emitting and not really helping them to create sustainable products to meet our renewable energy demands. So I think thinking differently about how we have that conversation around net zero and realising that net zero doesn't mean every sector gets to absolute zero. And when we're thinking about something as fundamental and critical as concrete, we need to change the conversation and not just vilify the sector as being a high emitter. So Claire, as we come towards the end of our program with so much innovation on such an age-old product, when you think future about concrete and you think future about the work you're doing there, what is it that excites you the most? 
Oh, there's so much that's happening in the world of concrete to look forward to and be excited about. The new ways that concrete is being used in our structural engineering is it's just incredible. And then also the way that we're thinking about dynamically how concrete can be used with other sustainable building materials, you know, wood, for example, and other materials. So that dynamic view of how we all collaborate. So really, I think what's most exciting for me is that we are now having very collaborative conversations at at a national level about how we meet some of our net zero targets. And what's great is the cement and concrete industry is very much involved in those conversations. So I'm really excited about how we can together collaborate to meet those targets towards our Paris agreements and, and hopefully make a real difference in the world. Well, it's been great having you on the program. We certainly look forward to hearing about more of the success from the CRC for Smartcrete. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Anthea. This podcast was brought to you by VinZero. VinZero helped the AEC and manufacturing industries keep pace with digital change and achieve their technological and sustainability leadership goals. VinZero is a company that cares about creating and building a better world. Together, we are working with industry and environmental experts, providing forums and platforms through our Vinzero Think community to create conversations that matter to our future generations. We invite you to join in the conversation and participate in our Think community. Like and subscribe to Think Future to stay up to date with the latest innovations and conversations as we take AEC and manufacturing around the world closer to zero. You can download our podcasts at vinzero.com or from your favourite podcast platform. From Vinzero Think Future, thanks for listening.